ever since high school, my grandma has been promising me if I have played hard and I didn't get hurt, she's been promising me $5 and a, and a chocolate bar, either Hershey's or Sarah's candies. Um, so today was just another day where I just went out there and I, I said, you know what, I got to play hard. I need that $5 and I need that, uh, you know, the, the candy. So. Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkster. Hey, how's it going guys, and welcome to episode 9 of Patriots Nation UK. I am your host, at Matt Inkster on Twitter, and I write at PatriotsNationUK.com. Um, coming up this week on the show, I've got some Patriots news, we're going to chat Panthers, we're going to chat um, Titans game that's just been, and in the news we'll get into Gordon, Cuts, Pup, NFI, the whole shebang. Um, but just first, a bit of housekeeping, please rate, review and subscribe where possible. Um, listeners, Listenership is growing, so we're getting there slowly but surely, hopefully it'll ramp up in the season. Um, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your wife, girlfriend, whatever. Um, but please rate, review, and subscribe, and yeah, all that kind of good stuff. So this week, um, as well as the news and such like, I don't have a guest as such. We have a new, hopefully, new co-host going forward. Um, he's been very busy at work and such like. Um. But yeah, hopefully that changes going into the season because we all just want to sit and watch Patriots as much as possible. It's my good friend Nick. How's it going, Nick? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I'm good. Um, yeah. Just Monica as usual, just um, not long back walking the dogs and stuff and putting the little one to bed and things. Uh, yeah, so yeah, happy to be here. Not quite Asmir Begovic levels of fame, but you know. <laughs> well, well. Well, take I'll, I'll what's cope. given to us, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, beggars can't be choosers and all that kind of jazz. Um, so, yeah, so we're um, going to hit some Patriots news first. It's basically just all the, the roster uh, negotiations and such like that's been happening. Um, Ryan Allen's been cut. The Super Bowl champion's sadly gone from the organisation and fifth round pick from this year's. Um, rookie class out of Stanford, Jake Bailey comes in. Dontra Linman's gone. Uh, breaking news in the last week while since just before we started recording is Demarius Thomas has came off the PUP and heading in uh, practice. And well, I doubt we'll see him this weekend, but you never know. You might see him for a couple of snaps. Um, Edelman has come off NFI and is starting to get into um, the swing of things for preseason, heading towards week one of the. Um, regular season and of course the Josh Gordon news um what have you been what's your thoughts on what's been going on recently with the the roster cuts and such like Nick yeah well to start with uh with Ryan Allen there um it was a little bit of a, a surprise that the, the cut was this early but um I guess it could just be a favor to to try and get him on another team um the Jake Bailey has shown a pretty powerful leg I think the Time will tell if he's quite as accurate as Ryan Allen is. Um, certainly in the Super Bowl, Ryan Allen showed his ability to sort of pin teams down within the, the 20. I think he had 
I think he had two or three inside the inside the twenty in the Super Bowl, which really helped uh, flip the field uh, and keep the Rams at bay. Um, so yeah, that that was a bit of a surprise that it was this early. Um, the other ones, the receivers. Um, I think we all knew Demarius Thomas would come back at some point. Um, Edelman, we knew wasn't going to be too long. Um, to be honest, I wasn't expecting Josh Gordon to come back um, at all. Certainly this early, I, I was quite surprised that the league made that decision to to reinstate him. Um, how long he'll take to get up to speed, I don't know, but it, it's certainly going to impact some of the some of the receivers that have been playing the last couple of games. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll touch on their performance a little bit later on. Yeah, it's been um, an interesting one. It was something that's come up when, um, especially since the Marius Thomas has come off pup and obviously the, the Josh Gordon news we'll get into in just a minute, is uh, there's all this speculation and talk about tight ends, um, Ben Watson, Matt Lacoste, you know, those guys are there. But when you look at our receivership and you've got um, Josh Gordon at six foot four, Thomas at six foot three, Harry's at six foot four, they're all big, burly guys. Are we even going to need any tight ends? <laughs> Yeah, um, I, 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 I think the tight end's always a, it, it's it's a quarterback's best friend, to steal a phrase. Um, it always presents mismatches regardless of who it is. They're, they're not obviously going to perform at the same level level as Rob Gronkowski, but can they be serviceable? Yes. Not entirely convinced on anyone outside. Ben Watson, to be honest with you, Lance Kendrick's been in the, the league for for a few years. Um, does does he still have a couple of catches a game in him? Perhaps. I'm not even sure he's going to make the team. Um, depends on the health elsewhere. Um, Ryan is um, not sure how much he's got, and he sort of caught a hospital ball from Stidham on Friday night, whatever it was. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's definitely a hole at tight end. Certainly for the first four games, till Ben Watson can come back, um, but I'm sure they'll get by with the receivers that you've they've sort of gone over there. I think so. I think you're right. Um, I'm the same thought process as you. Um, Watson's the only one that has any sort of lock. Matt Lacoste has been looking pretty decent, but I mean. Um, yeah, I think they'll muddle on by until week four, until um, Watson can play again. And as well as with, you know, the size and uh, weight and such like of the receivers that we've got, we've all, you know, you can step in your your run backs to do chip blocks and such like. You've got um, the person whose name completely escapes me and the our fullback who can also step in and do some chipping and watch that yeah Devlin that's a, I was just had a complete thing right <laughs> there it was um uh, he can step in at the edge of the the line as well if required so I think they'll muddle on through until uh, um, Watson's ready probably yeah um there, there could even be a trade I I, I, w- I would be a totally surprised to see them go out and try and trade for somebody and final cuts somewhere around there and they've got quite a lot of depth elsewhere uh, in the team cornerback 
probably one of the strongest um, teams always looking for cornerbacks. Not sure you're going to get a high-end tight end for one of those cornerbacks, but it's probably someone as serv- serviceable as uh, Matt Lacoste and Lance Kendricks, probably a bit better. Very possible. Well, they got Sober from um, Atlanta, but yeah, that's true. This memory serves me right. I didn't really see much of any of, the, of him against uh, Titans at all, really. Uh, I saw oh, I saw him blocking a couple of times. I can't recall any any catches off the top of my head. Um, I don't have a game book in front of me, but um, yeah, it's, I guess he hasn't been there that long, um, so he's probably still adapting to the system. Uh, I think so, and. Um... The, the big news regarding all the receivers really is Josh Gordon himself. What would, when did you make of that when it broke on Friday night? Uh, quite surprised, to be honest with you. Um, I don't really understand how a guy can serve a year suspension already, get suspended again and serve less than that the second time. Don't, not really sure what that's about, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, I wasn't expecting anything from Josh Gordon this year, but if he can come in, I'm sure he'll produce um, probably a few more receivers that the ball will be spread about to this year. Um, yeah, so it, it's positive for the Patriots. Uh, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely positive news. It's it's uh, over the weekend, Bowman. Twitter and social media in general and Patriots fans I think have absolutely gone nuts and blew up about this and they you know all sort of dream scenarios and such like is running through people's minds and I think we've just got to take a step back um, and just take it it's cliched and um, soccer that we love to watch and sport in general but you know take it day by day and see what happens you know take it week by week and such like he's got to go through all these conditioning um, prerequisites and such like before he even sees a snap and catches an actual football, whether that be in pre-season or the actual season itself. So brilliant to see him back. I'm like yourself. I was totally shocked. I was out to a mate's on Friday night and just getting ready for heading home. Uh, it would have been back at midnight our time in the UK. And uh I've got sleeper notifications as on on as a lot of people, probably people do play fantasy and that's how I found out about it and immediately tried to grab him in waivers and such like thinking it might be a good idea but he was all gone in my leagues by that point unfortunately because he's that guy he's that good that you know if he turns it on you, you're going to get a touchdown or two out of him in a game and I'll be excited to see, finally see him pull on a jersey but at the same time uh, you know, we all know his history. He's barely been sober, unfortunately, for um, the guy's sake, especially through his football career. You know, even he, everyone knows he's admitted it himself. He uh, basically went through college and most of his pro career, unfortunately, but when treading that wobbly line of um, sobriety and trying to get healthy and such like. So, fingers crossed, he's turned the corner and, you know, onwards and upwards for the guy. Yeah, um, not only that, I, th- I think his his return certainly impacts some of the other receivers that are that are on the roster at the moment. Um, obviously, Inman doesn't factor into that anymore. He asked for his release. 
I'm sure that in some way ties in with trying to get a spot elsewhere, maybe sees his days on the Patriots are numbered. Um, then you've kind of got Berrios. Don't don't know if he's done much to sort of distinguish himself in the last couple of preseason games. We'll see how he performs in the next two. Um, but then you've had Myers stepping up. So it's from struggling for receivers at the start of training camp with Gordon Thomas and Edelman returning, I think it's really starting to fill out now. And whereas we're maybe wondering where the fifth receiver was coming from originally, not not sure that's the case anymore. It's just more of a pondering who, who it's going to be rather than is there actually an NF, a fifth NFL receiver on this roster? Totally, for sure. It's, um, as you say, we've gone from basically having nothing, a skeleton squad, to all these riches that other teams would um, cut their left arm off for, I think. And, you know, we're now in a position where people are speaking about um, Mo Harris being put on a, um, IR, um, or the, certainly pup anyway, just to, um, for that first six weeks. And, of, you know, Barn and just because Thomas is could be a wonky donkey for all we know really um and then we need Harris coming off that pup to take his place uh Berrios yeah kind of like your salary for, for me he's the one that I was really rooting for through camp and through pre-season to get a spot on the roster but will he do enough has he done enough so far to shine through it's you know everyone's talking about Myers he's obviously stepped up um but yeah, Berrios, he could end up in the practice squad, but if he gets cut, I I can see him getting snapped up from straight away. So unfortunately, I can't see him. He's either on the 53 or he's not with the Patriots as the season starts, I think. Yeah, I, th- I think at the start of training camp, everyone was looking for him to sort of press in and be that backup to Edelman, but he hasn't sort of shown it so far. Looking at his stats on... Uh, from the Titans game there, w- one target, no receptions. It's not ideal. It's yeah. not what you're looking for when when Myers is working out that same slot position and sort of six catches on six targets. It's it's a di- quite a difference in production there. Um, it, it's certainly not what people were expecting from Barrios to start with, but maybe that was just people hoping that they would unearth another sort of Edelman and they were just looking in the wrong position, perhaps. Possibly, but, you know, he did get some usage out of um, kicking and punt returning, which I always thought might be the, the place that he lands on the roster in special teams anyway. But just circling back to Gordon um, briefly, how do you see it playing out? Do you think, you know, he gets some looks in in week four of preseason? And, or do you see him, you know, being, you know, October before we actually see him on the field, possibly. Conditioning-wise, I assume he he's fine. There's been videos of him working out here, there, and everywhere. I'm sure everyone's seen it. He's generally a pretty athletic guy, so I can't imagine his getting on the field is going to be an issue. It's maybe just a decision on how quickly they want to do it. And week three, usually that place where you play all your starters for a half three quarters but I, I don't believe he can play this week so we, we won't see him yeah fourth, i think fourth, the statement from goodell said that he's he can't play this week yeah 
the fourth preseason game, generally fringe players, stars, very, very rarely play anything. If you're playing in that fourth preseason game, there's probably something you've got to worry about. So uh, You're in the short window then, aren't you? Yeah, I think week one is probably what they'll have to target for him playing. Whether he's ready for that, I don't know. Um, obviously, he needs to come off NFI first. We'll, we'll see how that goes, but I can't see any reason why he would be sort of held back um, other than Belichick deciding that's what he wants to do. Th- yeah, he's probably got a, a grand plan of sorts that we're obviously not privy to in all the the news conferences and such like I've seen so far. He's been very Belichickian, as I think the phrase goes, and um, you know, stone-faced and it was a league matter, ask the league, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, as always, it's it's what we love about the man um, and get really frustrated by it at the same time, I think. And um, so, yeah, I think that's covered the news, unless I've missed out anything that you're aware of that I've just not picked up on because I've been busy or whatever, walking dogs and such like. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think that's everything that I've seen. Um, just sort of Edelman coming off NFI, we sort of touched on it briefly. I, I guess that kind of speaks for itself. He'll he'll produce whenever he's on the field. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Sweet. Well, moving on to our um, review of the Titans game. It was, I think last week on the pod, I said it was starting at 1am our time. It actually started at midnight our time, but I mean, it was still middle of the night, but it was a Saturday, so it was um, good and bad being as usual at that time I was lucky enough I stayed up for some of it and then just watched the rest of it over the last next couple of days um, up until the point of recording this now with Nick um, Nick I believe you fell asleep but I have also caught up in said game what was your takes on it? Yeah um, I've caught up with it over the last couple of days I did see a bit of it um bit of a live uh, pre-season no, not desperate to stay up for it to be, be honest but I'll certainly take every opportunity to catch up on it afterwards um, so, some really good bits and pieces to take away from it some some also not so good uh, my, my main positive coming out of it was Isaiah Wynn taking the field uh, that left tackle spot was a massive massive question mark Um I think people have floated out the possibility of them trading for um, another left tackle, um, whoever that may be. So it was good to see Wynn sort of step onto the park field, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with park. We're, yeah, we're British. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just need to hope that he can perform well uh, and, and hold up there the entire season. I think him individually played pretty well. The line as a whole, I, I thought were pretty poor, um, but when Wim was in, I didn't really see any issues, so that, that's a big positive for me. I didn't actually pay too much attention to him, to be honest, and I, I really should have, because as you say, it, it's been a huge hole. And, um, Dan Skipper stepped in modestly well. Um, they were speaking about, and, and certainly in the beginning of training camp, Joe Tooney was filling in there, but as um, most, I think, had the thoughts of and was pointed out, I think, um, Patriots and Filters certainly pointed out, was, you know, you put Tooney into that place, you've then got to fill his place. 
which you've then got two people that in theory don't have a clue what the heck they're doing so keep him where he was but skip it into left tackle serviceable yeah but it was still a huge hole and to see when come back onto the the field was a huge plus but for me um you know there's the obvious bits and pieces um Stidham had another good game Hoyer didn't play as well as he did in week one of preseason unfortunately um I think two parts for me was um running back Harris getting on the field and playing really well I thought um had some good bursting runs and my man Chase Winovich another cracking game from him as well um I don't know I've mentioned it in previous pods that you know the I've Clay Matthews is is one of my favorite um non-Patriots players and with linebacker being my favorite position um to see him coming on a game is basically a mini me um yeah, it was really good. Uh, I really enjoyed him having another, um, another crack at it this week. And I've certainly enjoyed some of these uh, post-match uh, or post-game, however you want to say it, <laughs> um, interviews and press conferences and such like. He's a, he's a funny lad, I think. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that'll be drilled out of him very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I thought he performed well. He's certainly an effort guy. Um, but he does appear to have some sort of pass, pass rushing skills there. He uh, he had a few tackles uh, at the line and, and behind the line of scrimmage. Um, another few tackles on the opposite side of the formation. So the effort's there all to see. But he did also sort of show some ability to rush the passer. Uh, he had numerous pressures. He was... A fingertip away from a couple of sacks so it, it is a positive I don't think he's someone that they're going to rely on to sort of rush the pass, passer every week um, but it looks like he could be able to fill in uh, the sort of sub role uh, third downs to start with and then and just see how his role expands from there but yeah with the long hair it's you definitely see some Clay Matthews in it but that, that could just be your eyes playing tricks with the long hair uh, I think so. This is why he doesn't wear number fifty-two. Otherwise, you'd be really confused. I think. Uh, um, who did I see with fifty-two? I can't remember who's got that number just now off the top of my head. Um, I did think it was maybe him, and I thought, you know, he's obviously picked out the comparisons, but I might have just had some vivid dream because he's been in my preseason thoughts so much. <laughs> I'll leave that one alone. Um, yeah, anyway, just, moving on. <laughs> just looking at his stats there, so he he actually only got one he got one sack, um, two tackles for a loss as well. So yeah, d- definitely definitely effective. Um, but doesn't seem to show um, pressures or anything. But yeah, I, I think I kind of at least to where he was he affected the quarterback's throw. So yeah, it's mm. definitely a positive for him. Um, we just need to see if he can sort of progress and do that next week when there's more starters playing throughout the game aye because I think he had uh, a couple of sacks um, week one as well but I mean that um, old line from the lines was pitiful so I didn't really count that as much really um, but by, back onto the offensive side of the ball how did you think uh, Harris did he seemed to be looking quite well really I, I thought he got about as much out as he could 
I didn't think mm. the line blocked well at all. Every time I saw a run, I looked at the line and they weren't moving the line of scrimmage at all. It was exactly where the ball was snapped. It was just like a stalemate in the middle. Sometimes they were letting not free rushers into the backfield, but it was just guys were getting beat quickly and the running backs were having to make a move or two before they'd even got to the, the line. The, the only exception to that, I thought um, the sort of pitch and toss plays, I did think they managed to get some some movement at that point, but there's mm-hmm. more outside runs, maybe tight ends come in at more effect. But yeah, I, I thought Harris got out what he could. He broke off one big run uh, in the second quarter, I believe, that led to the, I think it led to a touchdown. Um, I didn't think there was much open there at all. I think he sort of managed to cut back and, and found a seam that wasn't there by design, but he found it. So it's a positive. He's He's got the vision to do that. And he, he also showed some ability to catch the ball at the backfield as well, which I think something they're always looking for. Um, I think at times last year, they got a bit predictable with Sonny Michel. When he was in, you, you knew it was a run. Um, mm. When White's yeah. in, you, you kind of know it's a pass. Burkhead offered that sort of either-or threat and it's probably what they're looking more out of Michelle and Harris this year. Um, I'm, I think I'm right in saying I've been reading reports that that is one huge major upgrade they're looking for from Michelle. It's a thing they've worked in training camp quite a lot, is just pitching the ball to him um, for pass catching ability because, yeah, you're right enough. Last year, it was almost like... Um, uh, there was another team that did it last year. I think it was when Adrian Peterson was on the Saints. Whenever Peterson came into the game, you just knew it was a run up the middle every time. And it was a sort of similar scenario to a certain extent. And But, I mean, it won us a Super Bowl, I guess, at the end of the day, that run up the middle. So we'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think when the, the quote-unquote first offensive line goes back in, I think they'll show ability to run the ball there with Tooney, Mason, um, Andrews. Obviously, when we, we don't really know much about yet, but he's a high draft pick. Got to hope Skarnakia knows what he's looking for there. No reason to doubt him at all. So I think they'll be fine when they get into the season. Um, just, yeah, on, on Saturday night, I wasn't, wasn't impressed with them at all. Mm. And there was a couple of bits on, I don't know if you've heard any reports, since the game on Saturday night, um, Calhoun went out injured and there was someone else, um, who's, I can't remember off the top of my head as well, he went out, out injured as well. Have you had any reports of have they been back into practice the last couple of days or not? I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. I know practice, sort of, as a time of recording, it's just finished an hour or so ago. Um, so I haven't sort of caught up on, on who was there um, completely today. I've just seen the sort of highlights. Um, from sort of Mike Reese and that, but haven't haven't seen the ins and outs of the injuries just yet. No, neither have I. I just it just popped in my head, so I thought I'll ask you. You might have seen it, and not me. Uh, um, but no, we're both in the dark. So if anyone wants to um, tweet us and let us know, that'd be grand. Um, I'll, I'm dare say both of us will jump on Twitter as soon as we finish recording and um, catch up in all the news before bedtime. Anyway, and um, I don't know if you've managed to listen or not Nick um, back in episode one um, I previewed or covered a bit on Stidham 
it was a sort of Jimmy G comparison thing. And um, unfortunately, hopefully it doesn't work out the same because it sounds like Jimmy G's going downhill with all the interceptions he's making in camp so far. But they, he actually, to me, he actually had a really good game again. You know, that pass towards the end, it was um, that made it 22-17, I think, or 21-17. Um, just to the back shoulder of Patterson. That was the sort of pass that I'd seen in tape through his college career and hopefully it's something that continues as we move forward and potentially becomes the um, new starter one day in New England. Yeah, um, obviously anyone that ever unseats Tom Brady or has to follow Tom Brady is on an absolute hiding to nothing. Whether he can do it or not, I don't know. Um, I thought he had one really good drive on Saturday against the Titans, which was the, the touchdown drive. I thought there was a lot he needed to work on. He had three, possibly four throws that, that could have been interceptions. He had one out on the goal line. It was so far inside and so far behind the receiver. Um, the, the cornerback got two hands on it and he dropped it. it that should have been going 99 yards the other way. Mm, um, mm-hmm. He was an elbow out from throwing another interception when he tried to throw the ball out of bounds. That that can't happen. He got away with it, and then he made up for it at the end. So I guess that's he, sh- he shows the ability to put things behind him and just sort of take things drive by drive. But yeah, he, he certainly makes good throws. He's got he's got a good pass on him. Um, you couldn't tell the difference really between him and Hoyer. I would say Hoyer had some bizarre decisions. The first two throws of the game, he threw to guys that weren't even close to being open. Um, the second was an interception. So it's straight away, I don't think Stidham is that far behind where Hoyer is. Hoyer's obviously been in the league a lot of years. So certainly something that can be worked with. I think he's going on 11 years or something. I think it is Hoyer's been in the league or maybe 10 years or so. But anyway, yeah, he's, he is um, someone that's a veteran, to say say the least. And it's showing, you know, they were talking about at the start of training camp that they might even go to QB to let someone have another receiver or something, um, a roster spot, which I don't think is going to materialise now. I think they'll go three QB and... Hoyer will be the, the main backup unless any injuries or anything happen that stops that being the case. But yeah, the Hoyer made a couple of horrendous decisions. As I said earlier, um, not as good as week one against the Lions, but I don't think the Lions are maybe up to much in the scoreline suggested such a thing. And it's... The, if anyone was to get an interception, then Logan Ryan was someone I was quite happy for it to happen to, really. Now, obviously, an expatriate himself and all his dog charity work that he does, I was happy to see him get it. Because, I mean, it doesn't really count at the end of the day. So, happy for him as an um, expatriate and a, a fellow dog lover as well. Um, but Stidham, yeah, he's some shakiness, but. As you're saying, he does seem to have the ability to go right. That's behind me now. I've got. I've made a mistake, and I know how to learn from it. And we'll take it, take it from there going forward. And to get the same finish off that drive in the end was um, a good way to round off the the game. Really, I think. Yeah, certainly 
certainly there's positives there. Um, the last track was really good, but yeah, I don't want to get carried away too much at the no. moment. Um, no, exactly. But I think we'll see a lot of him on, in the fourth preseason game. I think that will be Stidham start to finish. Can't see any need for Hoyer to be in there. Um, so yeah, I, I think Brady will play a half, three quarters on the third preseason game. I, I don't think you'll see Hoyer that game either. I think it'll be Stidham after Brady's done, and then he'll get the last game and however long that Brady plays. Probably. I think I don't know how much they'll game time they'll give Brady, but yeah, certainly a half at least, maybe a three quarters, and then Chuck stood him in for the last wee bit. Yeah. And you're right enough. I think it'll be Stidham start to finish to see what they've actually got to, to play with for the year. Um, so since we've, we're mentioning week three, um, let's preview the Panthers game. What what do you see happening? How many starters do you think will come in? Do you think they'll all play the first quarter and then fade out as the game goes on? What do you, yeah. what do you see going on? I think everyone will play other than anyone that has any slight injury or knock it's generally starters play first half usually at least um i I can't see any reason they would change that um the the only thing i would be interested in seeing um i I would like myers to try and get a bit of a run with brady here um edelman he he, i can't imagine he's going to go straight into game action after just coming off nfi so there is that slot position that's open and I, I would like to see how Myers gets on facing better competition. He, uh, he had a big second half on Saturday. Uh, I would have liked to seen a little bit more from him uh, earlier in the game saying that I, d- I did think he was open underneath on Hoyer's interception. I thought Hoyer missed him. Um, I, th- I think I can't remember if it was Butler he beat, but he was definitely open for the first down. Um, so he was showing some ability to get open against, higher quality of competition but that's one thing I would hope happens uh, in the next game Mm, It was, I think you're right yeah he was um, on Butler's side because obviously Ryan was the the one that got an interception and um, potentially that's something just circling back to what we said earlier briefly was um, whether Berrios makes a, a roster spot or not it's debatable whether he should have come out of that um that route flatter than he actually did, which then led to the interception. If he'd come out flatter, would he have caught it or at least, you know, dropped it so it wouldn't have been an interception, possibly. Um, Myers is someone I want to see get some game time with Brady and see how he gets on there. Edelman, I don't know how much we'll see of anything, anything of him. They might even just keep him fresh for week one in general. Um, I don't know what else. A left tackle, Isaiah Wynn, really. I want to see how he would. He's going to gel with the the line there and see how he gets on. I guess that would be um, one of the big things coming out of the the Panthers game, probably. I really just want him to to get snaps and and make sure he can hold up because mm. I, I don't think he's injury prone. He's had one bad injury. That's there's nothing you can do about that. But yeah. I'd hope that he he can play with the starters for however long they're in, perform well, and um, sort of just continue to progress and hopefully be ready to to be the starter week one alongside 
uh, well, at Tooney's left-hand side. So, yeah. From the opposite side, um, in regards to Panthers, is there anyone, you know, what do you think will happen from their side of the ball that's going to cause us a problem? Um, to, to be honest, I haven't paid much attention to the Panthers this, this pre-season, but um, assuming uh, McCaffrey's fit and healthy, that, that's where the threat is. Uh, I'm interested to see how the the defense sort of handles that. They they have handled the run pretty well. A couple of hiccups here and there, but I'm interested to see how they cope with him. He's a he's a dual threat from that position. So mm, the pass yeah. catch, I think, has always been something that's kind of dogged our defense a wee bit. You know the the sweep routes and and such like that can catch us out because they come up the edges and he's someone that can do either. I've seen him line up almost as a, a third receiver, so to speak, and then they just pitch out to him and away he goes. So, yeah, um, I'm quite excited to see him because I want to see how he's going. What's this, his third season now, I think? So he should be bedded in quite well in the, the style of things and um, see how he gets on, if he's going to be, because he's in all the fancy draft he's going as, you know, top four pick um will he live up to that hype this year i don't know and i think we might get a wee preview of that in um thursday night yeah um and then to be honest i'm kind of just interested to see if the the defense can can keep it going as a whole Uh, i'm not sure how much threat to the the panthers wide receivers sort of pose i know they've got some big names and uh, well, Tori they could Smith. be underrated. Yeah, yeah it's between is it Samuel and Moore? They're looking for big years this year. They could be ones that step up. Olsen's there, but and he's a wonky donkey as well, really, isn't he? Yeah. He's he's on his last legs. Chris Hogan out to prove a point against the Patriots. That's true. I forgot about him. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you see, I'm the same as you. Really, I haven't really paid that much attention to anyone, but the Patriots going in preseason so yeah. far. I've seen I, I think that's all you can really work and such like. But yeah, you know, I think that's you, all uh, you can really do in preseason. Just focus on where where you need to get better. I don't think much game planning goes on. Probably this game more than any other, but I think that's why you see so many odd looks. Is if you're caught in a bad look in a preseason game, I think you kind of just run it. You don't really. Go mm. all like to try and change look, call times out, whatever. I think you just sort of run the play. You take the consequences and and just know that it's not what would happen in a real game. But you see how well you can cope with it. Should you ever have to run that in a real game? Mm, I think so. It was something interesting I picked up in the Titans game. It's um, I'm not sure if you would have seen it because it didn't. It wasn't featured in the highlights, which I thought it might be was um, Mike Vrabel early on threw a, a flag for, um, you know, a challenge. And it was basically just to see how this new pass interference is going to work. He doesn't. It, it was just a tippy-tappy thing that he was like, right, if you're going to call this one, and, well, they called it, he didn't, he wanted the call reversed. Um, so he would get the foul he didn't get the foul. So then he was like, right, we're in a position where we're basically where we were last season. Um, you're not going to call everything on the field that, you know, and over overturn every decision. So now I, I know 
where I'm at and what I'm doing going forward. But if that call had gone through, my God, we could be in a world of shit going forward into the season. So I, thankfully it didn't get overturned. I think it's still going to cause a problem. The, the rule is so entirely down to interpretation. One referee's going to call it completely different to another. Um, I think there's a t- determination to be whether the cornerback or the defender has significantly impacted the ability of the receiver to mm-hmm. to catch the ball. Where is the significantly line drawn? Yeah. There was one where the trailer was defending. The, the defender was trailing, rather. He tugged the receiver back. So when a quarterback's trying to throw a ball in time with the receiver streaking across the field, one mm-hmm. small tug significantly impacts that play. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's a small tug. If you were to do it with a guy standing still, they wouldn't even move. But when you're running at that speed, I think that significantly impacts the play. So I think that's where the, the problems are going to come. Oh, I think it was almost exactly that kind of call that it happened on. It was just one of those, you know, shoulder to shoulder, tugging and pulling at each other. Um, receiver didn't catch the ball, so he threw the flag to find out what would happen. And it didn't um, go the way that, well, it didn't go the Titans' way anyway. So it, it remained with the call on the field, which was um, an incomplete pass. So thankfully, like hopefully that's the way it is going forward. But as you say, it's open to interpretation. It's almost as good as VAR's been in in our, our version of football so far. I think it's... VAR is fine. Could be. It's the rest of the rules that are the problem. Well, yeah, they've changed them. And, and I think that's kind of what this, the, the same at. impact in the NFL is. Reviewing a play is fine, but they're, because it's open to, open to interpretation of each referee, that's where the issue lies. The rules are too mm. complicated as it is. Take mm-hmm. the catch rule. The catch rule is still overcomplicated, simpler than it has been. <laughs> but I don't know how people can disagree with what a catch is. If yeah. a child can look at a play and say, oh, that guy caught that, that's a catch. Mm. You don't need to know that he's got a foot or a knee or an elbow and taken two steps and done a full he's caught the ball or yeah. he hasn't caught the ball he's fell down and he's still got it in his hands when he gets he's, back up and all yeah sorts. yeah so so that's yeah so that's that could thing. be something out with the actual you know threats of the personnel on the field that could be something to look out for on thursday night as well and in the last game against the giants it's could be something that um either coach plays around with on on thursday night is how they interpret these rules, because it's obviously going to be a different set of officials than it was last week. So, And as you're saying, each person, individual and sort of set of officials, they all call things differently, unfortunately. And it's, it's just trying to streamline things, isn't it, and get it in a way that, I mean, as you're saying, unfortunately VAR, well, not unfortunately, because I'm a big advocate of VAR, but that... Um, the way they've then restructured the rules to accommodate VAR has been a bit ridiculous with this handball and you know as soon as it touches your hand it's a foul or non-foul or whatever it might be just go back to what it was but VAR is there for 
a purpose of catching things out is, you know, fouls and such like. I mean, even last night's game, I don't know if you've seen any of it or not, but the the Wolves' goal, to me, I thought it was actually going to be called offside, the way that they were playing about with that line. And I haven't seen it. Oh, so if you get a chance, have a look, because it was like... It was like the Sterling one last week against West Ham. It potentially was like the Wolves player's toe was offside and or his shoulder or something was offside or his knee was going to be offside, so it was called offside. Oh, it does my not end. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, don't get me started. Let's go back to actually. The... I was going to say, um, I'm just sort of looking through the, uh, the Panthers uh, team here. I, th- I think one point there, or one position that, that could give a good challenge to the Patriots is, is this sort of internal uh, defensive line of the Panthers here. Um, sort of, I think Kyle Love's returning. Um, they picked up Gerald McCoy. Um, so he, obviously he's an impact player, probably not as good as he was a few years ago, but I still I have no reason to doubt that he he isn't that same or can't put up the, the same sort of, stats and an impact on plays as he can um mm. Brit Effie Ovada he's, he's somewhere that, that was I'm someone, sure yeah that's Sky someone Sports will be speaking about for four and a half months of the of the season um <laughs> yeah Christian Wade are just going to be all, all on Sky yeah Sports I'm sure the we'll see the, the Christian Wade practice squad highlights every week um, <laughs> yeah I, I think that's somewhere that that, that could cause an issue um, or certainly um, go to show how the how the line's progressing. Uh, I'd kind of like to see somebody working with uh, or working over Isaiah Wynn just to see how he holds up. I don't really have any other any questions over the the other four positions on the line. I think they were sort of tried and tested over over the past few years, but that left tackle still still going to be a question until he's sort of proven that he can do it. But fingers crossed. He he's going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think there's much more we can say to cover this. It's still preseason. I mean, it's yep. more of a. I've taken more of an interest in this preseason than I'm, than I would care to admit, to be honest, because of you know doing things for the pod and such like. And just I've, I think hard knocks changed preseason um, for me certainly, and maybe for a lot of other people. It's you know it's people's jobs, livelihoods, places on roster spots on the line at the end of the day and we can all go, oh well, you know, fourth week you've got third and sixth stringers or whatever playing, but you know, the first three weeks uh, anyway um, people are playing for livelihoods and such like it's, because what is it, three years an average lifespan of an NFL player in general, so I mean you need to make your money and get out of dodge pretty much I think So, but yeah, apart from that I think we've pretty much covered all we can with that really unless you've got any final thoughts no not, not on that game no cool well as, just before we wrap up is there anything else you want to um, bring up before we go um, plug your shell away a bit where can people find you on twitter and such like going forward uh, yeah you can find me on twitter I am at the underscore panic p-a-n-i-c-k Um very, very original. Um, quite quiet at the moment, to be honest. But uh, when when the NFL season starts up, that'll that'll start filling up everybody's time frames if if people are following. 
yeah, other than that, that, I'll I'll leave your time timelines to uh to pictures <laughs> of Antonio Brown's feet and talking oh, about please his don't, I'll be sick. Uh, he can speak all about his helmet he wants. I, I, I've no interest in his helmet at all. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anything else for, just before we go? No. Just thanks for having me on. Ah, no worries. Here, yeah, a few but, more times, at least. Yeah. As, as I picked up at um, the start, um, this is Nick's first pod. This is Nick's first pod of many going forward. Hopefully, Be nice. Fun. Um slows down a little bit so you can actually um get to watch some Patriots football as we're entering um the season start and yeah we'll have to um arrange a meet up and such like see if we can get some games watched as the season goes on and maybe get some more content for the pod sorted out going forward. But yeah that's um I think that's everything this week. So um just before we go guys just a bit of Housekeeping as usual, as at the start of the pod, please rate, review and subscribe. Um, Nick's told you there how, how you can get in touch with him on Twitter. You can get me on Twitter at Matt Inkster. Um, I'll be writing more more often, more frequently at PatriotsNationUK.com. Um, last bit of news as well is we've got a new Facebook page. Um, I just started up this week, so hopefully we can tie in bits of news and pod features and such like on there but apart from that that's everything from me and everything from nick and just remember folks do your job as there are no days off